Hey, Bonnie. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast with me. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you. So tell us a little bit about yourself and your your work. So um, I'm a holistic health practitioner and EFT practitioner. I specialize um, in working with women who either struggle um, specifically mostly with sugar or with binge eating. Um, and I currently am living in Colombia. Obviously, you can tell by my accent, I'm British. And um, yeah, I think that's, <laughs> that's like the short version. No. So for those who don't know, can you kind of go um, based on what is holistic coaching and how is that different from, from the, the Western type medicine? Yeah, so the concept of holistic health um, really is completely different to what we tend to think of as health um, with a regular doctor or something like that. Obviously, I'm not a medical professional. Um, and the way that we see health is in a multifaceted way, which means that, you know, your health is not just what you're eating, but it's also to do with your spiritual connection, the relationships you have in your life, the environment that you're in um you know the physical side everything so it's the mind body spirit put together um and there's you know there's a lot of evidence that we're seeing come out scientific evidence that talks about the mind body connection and the fact that our emotions really influence our physical health and i think holistic health takes it one step further and sees it as everything is connected and that you know your balance is also so going to affect your mood, which is going to affect your health, and everything is basically connected to your health in a nutshell, really. Oh, perfect. And that's true. Like, people think, oh, it's only mental health, and then our health is two separate things, which it is two separate things, but they're both, I think, equally important because they both affect each other. And so kind of getting it all together in one, you know, holistic way and a clean way is what really helps too. So you're mainly a, a sugar coach, you said? Yeah, I mainly work with sugar. Um, and I do a little bit of work as well with people who generally are struggling with binge eating, specifically more um, with the emotional aspect of it. So what is the connection between sugar and what we eat with our emotions? Because I feel like a lot of people can relate to you know, you're feeling down. So, you know, you want to make yourself feel better. So you get yourself ice cream or a chocolate bar. Um, or there's also people that, oh, you're feeling down like me. I just I lose the urge to eat. Like if I'm too busy, or if I'm have really something heavier on my mind, I just, you know, I just won't eat. Sometimes I'll forget to eat. And so I know there's, you know, people on both ends of the spectrum. So what is that sugar and mind connection? Yeah, so like you say, it's a little bit different for, for each person, but um, kind of in a simple way. Well, there's a few things here. One is that when we tend to eat sugar, it gives us a bit of a dopamine hit and it activates the opiate receptors in our brains the same way that other people would say, um, you know, illegal drugs do in a similar way. Mm -hmm. So it, it does give us that dopamine hit and it does um, kind of lift us up and it gives us a really quick, short boost of energy. So when you're feeling kind of lethargic and kind of tired and kind of down and you have a bit of sugar, it does give you a quick boost of energy. So you're like, okay. So biologically speaking, it kind of makes sense, right? Because 
when you're feeling low energy, when you're feeling down, something's going to perk you up. However, we just haven't evolved to do that with refined sugar, right? The other side of it would be um, the, the fact that when we are kids and the way we're brought up, we tend to see sugary sweets and treats as rewards or as prizes for mm -hmm. good behavior or for getting through a long day or for, you know, ticking a lot of things off your to-do list. So some of us continue that into adulthood. When we've had a stressful day, we've had a long day, we think, oh, I'm going to reward myself with something tasty. Um, so I think, yeah, that those would be the two main things. And the other thing would be as well, that if we're not feeling satisfied, when I say that, I mean that in lots of different ways. If you're not feeling satisfied with the food that you're eating, with the meals that you're having, if you're not feeling satisfied in the job that you're going to every day, the, the lack of satisfaction in your life in general means that you're still going to look for that somewhere else. And like I say, sugar is a really quick, fast way to get that hit. So mm -hmm. it makes sense um, from a biological point of view that we would go straight for the sugar. Yes, and that you bringing that up when you said quick way, it you know automatically put me into, and a lot of people sometimes sometimes what they eat and what they put into their body sometimes they feel that's the only thing that they can control, and so they feel like you know what you said going back to rewarding yourself. It's like I can control what I can and can't put in you know to my body, and so sometimes we take that control into a bad aspect. And so it's like, okay, I can't have what I want in life in, you know, whatever aspect, my job or, um, you know, following my dreams or something like that, but I can control what I can put them to my mouth. So I'm going to make up for what I'm lacking in one area into, you know, my health and, and my diet and things like that. And so it is, I mean, with you saying that, it is crazy when you think about it because of how we can trick ourselves and trick our minds into getting kind of what we want but you know our health is in, in jeopardy of it yeah I think you hit the nail on the head there because every single client that I speak with it's, it's always about control when you have issues with food it, it's related to control either the perceived lack of control in your life or wanting more control or that you're eating and you feel out of control but right? the, the control thing is is a really big aspect it's a huge so, aspect and that's just crazy so it's just take more control in your life and you don't have to do it in your diet. Let's backtrack just a little bit. So with the sugar and mind um, connection, how it is, there's a huge connection there and there's a bridge there. But how did you come to the realization of, you know, let's just hone in on sugar of, you know, this holistic health approach? Like, how did you get into mainly the sugar consumption? Yeah. Yeah, so um, my journey was like a very much like uh, a personal journey. I was someone that used to be completely hooked on sugar. Um, and my dad died in 2015. And that for me was like um, a wake up call because he died because of his um, lifestyle choices and his health because he was a really heavy smoker. He died in lung cancer. At that time, I was eating tons of sugar as well as having, you know, like other I was smoking, I was drinking, all these kind of things. And so I decided I wanted to make changes to my life and started doing little things. And I've realized that uh, it was really difficult to let go of the sugar, even more difficult than it was to quit smoking cigarettes. And I was like, how is it possible that something that is, you know, 
in every every corner basically mm-hmm. why you know why is it so challenging so then I started reading up on it I started studying and then I started getting certified in different kind of alternative healing certifications and coaching certifications and um once I was able to overcome that I think that was when the realization really hit me that oh wow there is still millions of people struggling with this and the way our society is designed the way the marketing is made and stuff it's it's difficult on purpose (laughs) right Mm. there's other kind of influences there people want to make money behind it It, it's difficult on purpose and I think that was what pushed me to be like okay if I can help people with this then I have to do that and that is so so like again when we first chatted before I applaud you on you seeing this you know mind mind shift and this change that need to be done in your life and you completely done it but you just didn't do it for yourself you you know shifted it into turning it into helping other people which I think is just amazing because there is so many people out there that like you said it is difficult and not easy to just quit because a lot of people will think it's you know the fat the fattening food the obviously yes the the processed food and things like that but I think people kind of forget um, because they kind of ignore, you know, sugar can be, you know, a problem. The sugary foods, the sugary sodas and things like that, you also have to take that into account. And it's not just the fattening processed food is the main thing that's out there too. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people get kind of, they begin with just the intention of losing weight, which is probably my intention when I started changing my lifestyles. Like I just want to lose weight. But really, it's much deeper than that. And even a lot of the foods that are marketed as health foods or things that like are marketed like low-fat yogurts and things like that, Mm -hmm. lots of them, when you look at them, are actually really, really high in sugar. So, you know, whilst maybe they might not, you know, they might help you maintain a certain weight, they're not going to be great for your health long-term. And this is where, like, the, the idea of holistic health comes in before just kind of like, okay, what are you weighing? Because you can weigh a healthy weight through unhealthy um, practices. Yes. But when you take into consideration the long-term impact and stuff, sugar is in so many different things. It's way more than just like a, you know, do I want to be thin kind of thing? It's like Mm -hmm. what kind of quality of life do you want long-term? I love that you said that because how you brought up the, the weight, because so people, so many people can get so wrapped up in their, in the scale and the weight and the numbers where it's like, yes, you can, someone can be a good, you know, I'm putting quotations, like a good number weight, but in a whole, they their whole lifestyle is just unhealthy and bad. And so I feel like too many people get wrapped up in the scaling and the numbers and the weight where it's like, yes, you know, the weight's important. You want to be a certain weight but I think what they're trying to really go for is exactly what you said is they're trying to find a healthier lifestyle and that's where I think you know we should shift our focus into not just how I look what I what the scale says but you know the lifestyle that you want to live to you know to get those because those are just going to be the aftermath of the lifestyle that you choose yeah yeah and focusing as well like how do you want to feel because most of the time when people say they want to lose weight Mm -hmm. they want to lose weight so they feel more confident so they feel 
you know, more attractive, so they feel free, so they feel able to, I don't know, do something that they're not doing in their life. So I think really, um, and through my personal journey, because I was someone who, who was basically obese as well um, a few years ago, when you focus on the non-physical aspects, you get a lot happier. And you can get a lot of joy from your process as opposed to just every day. If you're working out every day just to lose weight, it's such a slow process. It's going to go up and down. You're going to feel defeated. If you focus on working out for that rush of um, endorphins and mm-hmm. for your stress and for all these other things, you're going to get immediate benefits. And then, you know, eventually the physical stuff will come along later on. Exactly. Because you're feeling better about yourself, which mm-hmm. makes you want to do it more and more and is creating that habit um, subconsciously within yourself, which is really the key into, you know, anything is building the small habits into getting what you want and focusing on the feeling first. So, which is so true. Definitely. So with your personal journey and, you know, you started just like the rest of us, you know, you didn't know, you know, holistic, you went out and you did the research on your own. So as a beginner, um, that's new to holistic and alternative therapies, because you also mentioned, um, you're a certified EFT, so can you go based on, can you go a little bit deeper into the uh, other holistic alternative therapies that people might not know about for, you know, changing their diet habits and their lifestyle? Yeah, so, um, like you were mentioning, like, EFT is probably one of the main ones that I, I use with my clients, and it works really, really well for the emotional eating aspect and the side that that aspect of it so for example sometimes we will find that people um overeat on sugary things because they have FOMO and they have this fear that if I don't eat it today I'm not going to have it tomorrow because as a kid you know maybe they were only allowed to eat something sweet occasionally so that's still programmed in their mind just to give you one example we've got other ones um you know other examples traumas it can be absolutely anything. It could be something that is just a tiny memory that, you know, someone made a comment one day to you and it's stuck in your head as a kid. Mm-hmm. Usually it comes from childhood or from your teen years. And basically these things are just kind of programmed into our subconscious. And with EFT, also known as tapping, you can go into these memories and you can release them. And um, what I have found with my clients is that it's it's really, really effective. Um, Some people have noticed a change after one session. And so that's why I really believe in these alternative therapies because they've completely changed my life in a really quick, you know, really fast amount of time as Mm -hmm. opposed to, there's nothing wrong with um, traditional therapies. I know it's helped millions of people as well, but it's not for everyone. And I think one of the things that we don't realize is that there are other options. So if you've tried traditional therapy and it didn't feel quite right for you, I encourage you just to look out and explore different alternative therapies because there are a lot of things out there that could be very, very effective. And I, I was the same way. I, you know, like we tried it before. I had no idea that I remember hearing tapping. I'm like, what the hell is that? And, you know, like reading more into it, I was like, huh, that's different. And then, of course, when we, see something different that's you know alternative and not traditional we automatically kind of have our suspicions about it and things like that but I have like obviously you and I've met other people too that have used tapping and other um, alternative therapies and they really worked for them and so as a beginner who has no idea what else is out there for them 
and has no idea what you know EFT or tapping can do for them, how can a beginner get into um, searching for these alternative therapies that will work, you know, for them? So, um, I mean, I upload free EFT tapping videos on my channel all the time. So, I mean, you can check mine out at The Vida Bonita. There's loads of stuff on YouTube. There's books, right? I think one of the things is it is good in trying out alternative therapies. Um, I mean, you can literally Google search it. It's not, it's not difficult. Um, for example, with EFT or tapping, I have loads of videos on my Instagram. I have a couple of videos on YouTube. You can find me at The Vida Bonita. Um, and you can also um, look on um, on YouTube. There's lots of different videos of lots of different people. I really encourage you just to try one, see how it feels. Um, it's different doing stuff online than it is doing it one on one with a practitioner. But you can definitely get started and just see, you know, see how you feel, see that what happens. There's loads of different things. Things like um, I know other people who have had success with Reiki or with hypnotherapy or with um, acupuncture. So there's lots of different options. And yeah, explore and see how you feel. And I think that's something that people need to allow themselves and be more open-minded to do is just trying different things instead of, you know, kind of already you know, blocking it and they hear, you know, they hear the word holistic or they hear, you know, alternative therapy and they're like, you know, they don't know what that is or, you know, it doesn't sound, like I said, traditional to them. So they kind of block it off. But there are so many different ways out there that is, you know, that works for someone that probably won't work for somebody else. And, you know, with you saying, you know, the holistic approach to it is changing and focusing on, you know, the mind shift as well. And that's where people, I feel, see a lot of results, you know, as you've seen, with, like, with your clients, too. It's mainly the mind shift in it. Yeah, I mean, I was like you the first time someone told me about tapping. I thought it was stupid. I thought it was silly. <laughs> um, and then my life completely changed when I did it with a practitioner one time because I had, um, like, a kind of mild PTSD from an incident in hospital and for a year I had like flashbacks I would get like nausea sometimes I would get I couldn't sleep stuff like that and mm -hmm. in one session the practitioner got rid of all of that in one session so since that day I was like wow wow I can't, <laughs> I can't sit around and like you know you can't ignore that yeah yeah and the same thing I've, I've met with clients who've um you know told me sexual abuse cases things like this and in mm -hmm. one session they're like I already feel better about it so how can you how can you deny something that works so well and like you say it might not work for everyone but it, it works for a lot of people yeah so what have you seen in you know your personal journey and with your clients the main action steps that you know you probably have, you started using or that you tell your clients to do when they know they have to change their habits, when they're, you know, just starting off into the journey of, because mainly of losing weight or just wanting that healthier lifestyle. Because, you know, depending on where you live and what you believe in, I know a lot of girls that I know, they think just going on a juice cleanse is super healthy and they're going to change their habits and they're going to change their lifestyle, which I have nothing against juicing. You know, I love... I can't juice for a long period of time. I can't do that. But I'll drink, you know, a juice here and there sometimes when I know I need to detox. So 
when they're trying to find a healthier lifestyle, what are the main action steps in, in that? So if we're talking like in a, in a general sense, um, I would say just start with one thing. Start with one small area and focus on creating one little habit. So for me, it was like working out was the first thing that I committed to. And then it was changing my food. And then once you feel better, it's easier to make new things. I think we're also all or nothing. And we think it's like, okay, I'm going to go, like you were saying, like, I'm going to go on a juice cleanse or I'm going to go on a diet. But really what makes the change is things that you stick with. So if there's one thing that you can do that you're going to stick with, that's better than, you know, a really big thing that might not be that long-lasting. Exactly. And then making like drastic changes to your diet um, and all in one day or all in one week, a lot of people won't won't stick to that. And so what have you found that's helpful when people want to change their their diet? So specifically when people um, uh, are wanting to change with sugar, the first things that I say to people is to um, firstly start eating more mindfully. So whatever you're eating, regardless of whether it's a quote unquote healthy or unhealthy food, try and eat it really mindfully, try and be really, really present. Because a lot of the times when when we have these unhealthy habits, it's because we're unconscious and we're like turning off and we're switching off and we're going into this mindlessness. So the more present you are, the, the better it is. The next thing I would say is really focus instead of like, avoiding sugar is okay like what can I add to my life what can I add to my diet that is going to give me um, more energy that's going to make me feel good because when you're always focusing on like what to avoid it's a little bit like law of attraction you're just going to kind of see it everywhere and it's going to be more Mm -hmm. problematic but if you're focusing okay like what foods can I add what's going to give me more energy and that also um give space to the fact that everyone's a little bit different and you want to kind of keep connecting with your body and seeing what's right as opposed to keep looking externally what does you know this person say I should do what does this person what does this yes. doctor focusing with yourself um and then the next thing would be adding fun to your life what can you add that is genuinely fun so that you feel satisfied so that you feel that you are looking forward to wake up every day so you have things to look forward to what would Mm -hmm. be fun um and also what will add mental clarity to your life so for example this can be you know meditation it can be yoga whatever it is for you but what is going to help you feel more centered calm so that when things come up you're in the right headspace to deal with them I love those a lot. I like, you know, that having implementing fun. A lot of people, especially when we get to the day to day and the mundane tasks that we have to do every day, we kind of forget to, you know, have and take full responsibility of we need to implement more fun into our lives. And, you know, that goes into having more um, endorphins, like you said, and more fulfillment in our lives. And we don't have to find it in our diet or, um, you know, in something else. But I really like that you said adding instead of subtracting, which is could be a, a little bit more easier than trying to cut out all the things. Because I know when you're trying to stop eating something, if it's if you're trying to stop smoking or, you know, eating bad or drinking and you're trying to stop a habit that you've done for years and years on, it's hard because then you just start, like you said, just thinking about it and thinking about it. And then the whole trying to stop and cutting out just, you know, goes to waste. 
So adding, you know, something a little bit healthier. Like, I don't know why I got into like a, a smoothie crave this past like month. And so I've been adding and adding more smoothies into my morning because I am not a breakfast person at all. I cannot eat breakfast. And I don't know why I get into these weird things that I can eat breakfast sometimes and then I can't. And so I've just implementing on adding smoothies into my life because I know I need to add more fruits and vegetables to my diet anyway. So instead of trying to cut out, I don't even really eat bad, but it's trying to like cut out the ice cream and the little treats that I like to do. I've added smoothies. So I'm like, okay, I'm did my healthy deed for the day. And I, you know, had my smoothie. And so, you know, it makes me, it does make me feel better about myself because I feel accomplished that I did this one task for myself and for my health. So that's just a little example that I've kind of seen that I have done with that adding and subtracting method or adding instead of subtracting yeah. method. Yeah, and it, it's the mindset as well, because when you're thinking, how can I avoid things, you keep failing, quote unquote, you keep like, oh, it's so difficult, mm-hmm. why can't I do this, I'm going to fail, I'm going to mess this up, whereas if you're thinking about adding things, and you can tick it off a list, like how many, have I had fun today, tick, have I eaten something nutritious, tick, right? Oh, I <laughs> love that. Frame of mind. So that you're like a bit more positive, and you're, you can celebrate yourself at the end of the day, because most of us, when we want to make changes, mm-hmm. go from that kind of tough love perspective, where we, we beat ourselves up and we feel guilty, and we keep thinking, and this is what I see with my clients that have struggling with binging and stuff like we keep thinking that if I'm hard on myself tomorrow I'm going to change but really it doesn't work like that mm-hmm. it's like you can only love yourself to to healthy you can't hate yourself there well I'm I love that but I'm such a sucker for lists so I think I'm gonna do like a little I'm gonna make a little list of did I have fun today check you know at the end of the day kind of do a do a check in on yourself at the end of the day where a health check and also a mental health check. Did I have fun today? You know, did I add something healthy in my life? Um, and also did I do something to get mental clarity for today as like that's like this morning I did meditation and I was so heavy on meditation, um, especially during the, the pandemic. And then I kind of like fell off of it. And so I'm trying to get back, you know, into it. So And I've also been, I'm just, I love lists. So I've been checking, you know, when do I work out? When do I not? So I think that's a really, really good point that you brought up in making a quick little list of those three or four things and checking them off. Did I do this today? And then understanding if you didn't, you know, add something healthy today, don't, you know, kick yourself down. Just be like, okay, next, you know, tomorrow will be better. I'll make sure I do that first. And then, you know, the other three or four things. So I love that, Bonnie. I'm actually going to make that today because, you know, people who listen to the podcast, I'm obsessed with lists. I'm obsessed with, like, writing things down, putting pen to paper so I can. So we talked about, we basically already talked about the role of mindfulness in our eating habits. And it's just being more more self-aware and... And I really, I see this all going back to to self-love. Caring and loving for yourself so much where you want to take care of yourself and you want to have that change, not for society, not for, you know, husband or wife, not for boyfriend or for friends, but just for yourself. Like, respecting yourself and loving yourself that much 
when you take responsibility of owning up to, okay, I've been eating bad or I've been doing these bad habits and wanting to change that and setting yourself up for, you know, success along the way. If it's just checking stuff off of a list or if it's just trying to add in, you know, a smoothie or more water during your day, those little accomplishments within your day will make you feel better about yourself and just adding those little building blocks as well. And do you see, you know, that your clients do that as well? Yeah, it, it develops your confidence. And I think it's also connected a little bit more to, to the spiritual side, like uh, set, completely separate from religion. But um, when you're able to see yourself as a spiritual being in a body, have any experience, as opposed to a body, because we are conditioned to see ourselves as a body. And therefore, mm-hmm. you know, if your body is a little bit different, which most people's are from the ideal, there's yeah. something wrong with you. Whereas when you start seeing yourself as a spiritual being, you start developing that connection, you realize, wow, okay, I'm not here to be just a body. I need to take care of it because I deserve that and I want to respect myself and I want to have a healthy life and I want to live a long time. But I'm more than that. And when you start taking care of yourself, then you start feeling more confident. Then you notice like the knock on impact. And what I notice with all of my clients is that and that's kind of the objective of my work is to get rid of this issue from their life. Because when you're obsessively thinking about food or obsessively thinking about sugar, Mm -hmm. it uses so much mental energy. You know, if you're spending all day thinking like, oh, I really want to eat sugar, I shouldn't be eating it, I really want some candy in the afternoon after work, oh, I hate my job, right? And then you're stuck in this cycle, I'm going to be better tomorrow, and then you go in the guilt. It is so, um, so exhausting mentally that you don't have the clarity and the space to focus on your dreams or on the things that are important. And that's what I see with my clients. It's like, I'm getting this out of the way. And once this starts getting out of the way, then my clients start focusing like, oh, I didn't realize I could be doing this. Oh, like, you know, they start being Mm -hmm. like, oh, like, can how do you do manifestation like they start focusing like on the on the next steps and that is like that's exactly my goal it's just to help women get this out of their lives get this out of their way so that they can do what actually you know lifts them up what actually um lights up their soul because there's no way that I would be sitting here even talking to you if I hadn't have sorted this problem out of my life because I wouldn't have had the confidence or the just the mental energy to be able to even Mm -hmm. think about something different that is amazing and that's right and I'm so glad that you did that for yourself so you can be sharing you know your story and and this with us today so thank you for that and that's so true too because you're right it takes up so much mental capacity in our in our energy in our mind in our soul and once we cut that out or piece by piece you know cutting it out cutting it out and just releasing it it develop so much more room and then we can fill that room with you know meditating or the eating healthier or you know incorporating exercise into our lives too so it's cutting it just out a little bit each day to make room for you know for the better stuff for the life that we want to live so I, I love this Bonnie you've been so insightful so valuable and I know there's so much more, you know, behind behind this. This isn't just, you can, this is just all in a nutshell that goes so much deeper into this. So where can um, people find out more if they're interested in, the, in tapping or working with you and things like that? You can find me at the Vida Bonita pretty much on every platform. And yeah, just shoot me a DM. I'm always um, happy to chat and respond to people. 
Perfect. I'll put the um, all in the show notes, and then also, you know, the little list that we developed. I'll also put that in the show notes, too, so people can start. That's a small action step to start using now into building into this, um, you know, changing their lifestyle and things like that. So is there anything else that you wanted to add? Um, I mean, the last thing, this is what I close with, um, kind of everything I do with all of my clients is mm-hmm. just, you know, you can't, um, you can only love yourself to the best version of you. So be compassionate with yourself because that's how you're going to get that. I love that. That is so true. Yes. Be compassionate towards yourself. Give yourself grace, give yourself time and room, and then making these small shifts, you'll see a difference. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast. We enjoyed oh, having you. Thank you so it's much for having me here. Amazing. It's been fantastic. Thank you so much, Annalise.